Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Adam. And this is Amir. And welcome back to Music of Mass Destruction. This is episode four. And today we have a lot of cool band topics that we're going to talk about today. So, without further ado, let's start off. Amir, this is your favorite band. You listen to them a lot longer than me. Uh, let's talk about A Day to Remember. So, what's your opinion on this band? Oh, man, they're a great band. You know, they've always put out good music and they still continue to do so to this day they've been going as a band for i believe 17 years now and every single album that they put out has always been consistent they've always had their heavy song their softer songs and they've never strayed too far from their roots even when they had their whole battle with their record label victory records back in the day um, they managed to come out on top of that they went on to produce their own record label. That's where they produced Common Courtesy and Bad Vibration. Even recently, they joined uh, Fueled by Ramen. Mm. And, you know, they're stronger now than ever. They have a really strong fan base, loyal fan base, and they're they're selling out shows left and right. They're even doing collaborations with big-time artists like uh, Marshmello, for example. I know you weren't really a big fan of that, though. Uh, I mean, the song kind of grew on me over time. But, <laughs> you know, when it first came out, I'm like, what is this, you know? It, it yeah, we were both that way. It was it was it was kind of odd, but you know, I I grew to like it. Well, that's good. So um, I haven't listened to every album yet. I listened to a little bit of their debut album, and just last night I listened to their latest album because I wanted to give a little bit of feedback based on their latest work, not including their new singles from their upcoming album. You're welcome. So I want you to go down the list. I think they've released six albums so far, I believe. So I want you to go down the list and I want you to tell me each songs that are your personal favorite from each one, if you have one. Well, starting off with, and her name is Treason, my favorite off of that album is You Should Have Killed Me When You Had The Chance. That's a great song. I mean, it has its heaviness, it has a catchy chorus, and even towards the end of the song, you, you get that softness and... You know, the song starts to mellow out a bit, but it's just a great composed song. Uh, moving on to For Those Who Have Heart, I'd say my favorite off of that album is um, is Here to the Past. It's just something about his vocal performance in that song. It really shows his range. And the chorus is, again, you know, it's a catchy chorus. Just a great song all around. Um, Homesick, you know, their greatest album to date easily for a lot of fans critically acclaimed i mean i don't think they're ever they'll ever be able to top this album but my favorite song off of that album would definitely have to be mr highway thinking about the end it's the one song that everyone remembers from a day to remember you, even if you don't listen to them you always find yourself coming back to listen to it and it even became a little bit of a meme for a while <laughs> but it's just a great song and I, I don't think they can ever top that album personally then you have what separates me from you and i think that their shortest album they've ever released but it's still a great album nonetheless and my favorite offer there would be second sub and it's just for the mere fact that they had the mortal Kombat um voids in the beginning you know the fight yeah the <laughs> fight yeah um off of common courtesy i say my favorite offer there would be i remember and it's just because they they talk about 
um, the love-hate relationship that a lot of people have for them, how a lot of people grew to be jealous because they became successful, and just the, the hardships and the struggles of touring. And at the end of the song, they have a little bit of an interview where they recall funny stories that happened to them or like their first time being in a certain state, like New York and stuff. And I think it's just really great because it gives you a little bit of an insight to the band. Off of that vibration, I'd have to say Exposed, just for the, the whole political stance that it takes in that song and, you know, just the lyrics. It, it really shows, you know, their heavy, the heavier side of the band. Um, as far as the new album goes, you know, they have released, they've released three singles, I believe, so far. So I can't really form an opinion on that, but I'm really excited to hear the new album because, you know, they've said themselves that this album is going to have the heaviest song that they've ever produced and that they've ever made. So I'm really excited to hear that because I don't think anything can top, in my opinion, their heaviest song, Heartless. Right. That's crazy, man. Well, for me, like I said earlier, I don't, I didn't listen to very much of the band because I've known about them ever since as long as I've known you because you, you introduced me to them. Listen to songs here and there. Listen to a little bit of their debut album. But last night before, uh, before to prep for this podcast episode, I listened to all of Bad Vibrations, uh, the deluxe version, which had 13 songs. And I listened to the whole thing. And I did pick I did pick some favorites, and I wrote down some few little notes about each ones of what I really loved about them. Favorite song on the album by far, Paranoia. That song, it had great like instruments, drums, guitar, bass, vocals were great, and it was really catchy. It's just one of those songs to where as soon as you memorize all the lyrics, you'll instantly just find yourself singing along, even if you're not meant to. When I listened to it like a second time, like I started doing that. I started just instantly like singing along with it. And I was kind of headbanging to it a little bit too, you know, on certain moments where you can kind of get get the groove going. Um, another song I really liked on there is Exposed. I believe you said that was your favorite song off of this album. The reason I loved it so much, it has some great lyrics and they have very awesome guitar work in that song. Like, especially towards the end, because I believe right before the end, they had like a really good like guitar riff that was playing, and it really just stuck in my head. Like, I, I was headbanging out to it really hard. So, another song on this record, Turn Off the Radio, that was a really great song too. That whole song was just nothing but pure guitar work, and I loved it. And that song was just freaking fantastic I need to listen to the album again because I am going to listen to it again a second time because you know it's just like sometimes when people watch movies it's you know sometimes you have to watch it a second time or even a third time to kind of get to see if you can get a better opinion on it so that's what I'm definitely going to do here with this record um, another song in there we got this a little bit of a softer song by the band I was cool with it uh, they had great vocals literally the whole album was great like I didn't, I find myself like not, you know, not disliking any of the songs. But these few are here are just a few that really stuck out to me. And the last one being Negative Space, it was the last album on the last song on the album. And there's a line in that song that stuck with me, that really, like, really, really hit me. 
and it was a I don't I think it was a constant phrase in the song like they said it every every so often but there was a line in there that, that said everyone eventually lets you down and that just really stuck with me and that really got me thinking because after that song I finished the record and I was thinking about that line for like the next 20-30 minutes after I finished the record so that that right there is like really 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 hit me but overall I did love the album uh, I am going to go back and listen to their previous records too I need to finish listening to their debut I'm going to start with their first and go all the way through you know back up to Bad, Bi- Bad Vibrations so our next topic is another band that me and you love very much Avenged Sevenfold tell me about Avenged Sevenfold for you Avenged Sevenfold for me, they've been that band over the years that it doesn't matter what age you are, it doesn't matter what phase you're going through, either you're always going to love them. They produce great music, you know, time after time, and even with each album, their sound differs a little bit, but it's, it's still who they are, they still have their signature sound, and the talent in the band is just amazing. You know, when the Red was still alive, he was a great drummer. You saw that on works like City of Evil, and even contributing to writing some of the songs, you saw that with, you know, Fiction, which was a great, but, you know, very sad song, seeing as that was his last one he wrote before he passed away. And, you know, even even on their earlier, even on their earlier work, they still had a great sound to them. Matt delivered really well on his screams, and, you know, even though he moved away from that, his voice has improved a lot over the years and Sinister's guitar work has improved a lot too. His solos are so clean, he never misses a note. I mean, the the whole band as a whole is just bringing everything they've got to the table when it comes to each and every album. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Um, I re- I'm really, really just waiting for them to release a new record because it's been four years ever since the stage came out. Great album by the way, like that album was just pure guitar work. And it really, really showed, you know, for the band, you know, it shows like how kind of underrated, you know, they are as like a musical group and not just like a band, like not just as people who make music, but guys who just happen to be in a band that can do some killer instrument work, whether it's guitars, bass, drums, and even the singing. And honestly, I I think that, I think M Shadows doesn't, doesn't get it quite enough credit as a singer. Because, yeah, there's people that love and hate the band. There's people that have, like, that on-and-off love-hate relationship with this band. I'm not like that, you know. When I first started listening to them years and years ago, they instantly kind of grew on me. But um, I do want to go back and listen to all their previous albums again. I'm going to do that right about the same time I'm going to do Day to Remember's work. But uh, all their albums have just, like, their own unique sound, you know. And Hail to the King, that album is kind of a touchy subject with certain people that listen to the band, because there are certain people that think, oh, they sound too much like Metallica or something like that. Personally, you know, while I do see that they have kind of similarities, you know, it doesn't mean that they're instantly ripping them off, you know? Yeah. Like, instantly ripping them off would be like completely copying their style, taking, like, just changing their wording around with their lyrics, you know, and literally just doing things like that so I don't really think they're ripping them off they're kind of I look at it as kind of taking inspiration and not trying to be them but trying to 
go in that direction, but without following down specifically their path. If that makes any sense. So what are your thoughts on that? Because I know you were, I remember you told me that, you know, there was a lot of backlash with people comparing them to Metallica. Like, like, do you know much about that situation? It it mainly had to do with, you know, their song, This Means War. Because it it bears a striking resemblance to Metallica's Sad But True. Mm -hmm. You can even see that during the first couple of seconds of the song. I mean, if you put you know uh james's vocals over this means war the melody would pretty much be the same so i'm thinking that's where a lot of people form that opinion but you have songs on there that you know are purely a data i mean not a data member event seven folk such as uh crimson day or coming home and they have a lot of hidden gems on that album i think a lot of people need to go back and give that album a chance because it was a great album yeah, they, it was a little bit generic sounding compared to some of their other work, but it was still a great album nonetheless. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and with the stage, uh, I haven't listened to this album in a couple years because uh, I remember I listened to it once full through and then a little while later, like sometime after that, I went back and listened to the song, the title track, The Stage, and I was listening to the guitar work because that, that whole song is just pure guitar work mainly and then after that I didn't listen to the record for a while it's been it's been probably a good three years since I've listened to that record and I do want to go back and listen to it I'm really looking forward to their new work too because I know I th- I'm pretty sure they are working on a new record right now if not they're already done and they just happen to be like you know everything going on with this quarantine situation and everything but I am really looking forward to their work and I can't wait to see what they're going to do next. Because honestly, I think Avenged Sevenfold still has a really good future ahead of them. And I, honestly, I think they've only just begun. So, moving on. This is going to be another good subject. Breaking Benjamin. I know you're a huge fan of this band. Tell me about Breaking Benjamin for you. It's kind of the same thing with Avenged Sevenfold. I mean, they've always been consistent never strayed too far from their sound and they're one of those bands where every single album you can listen to all the way through and never get tired of any of the songs on the album and that's very rare for a band to pull off and you look at you know their latest work even with um ember you look at songs like um uh feed the wolf or tourniquet or Red Cold River and his voice is just still so powerful even at his age and then you look back at their earlier work um, Diary of Jane and So Cold and you know I Will Not Bow even uh, Blow Me Away you know from Halo Mm -hmm. everyone knows that song right there it was a great song and it's kind of sad that that song was the whole reason that you know the, the past band members uh, split up from Benjamin because they had a contract in which I guess the, the members at the time breached because they released a re-recorded version of Blow Me Away without you know Ben's knowledge and of course Ben having the rights to the song was very agitated when they did that and eventually it led to them disbanding I believe the only original member of the band is Ben himself I believe wow. he, he got rid of 
every other member and decided I'm gonna start over again and you know they did that they did that on um, I believe Dark Before Dawn I believe that's the name of the album is when the new member the new members came along and you know Ben had a restart to the band but even then that album it's just new members or not it's just consistent it's great they have a lot of songs that are just cashy and they deliver and they come packing a punch every single song they have and what did you think of ember which is their latest record 2018 ember was a great album i mean you, you had a lot of songs on there that were just the signature breaking benjamin sound and you even had some uh some soccer songs on there as well but the album as a whole is just great like i said at his age for him to still be able to perform like that it's just it's, it's astonishing to be honest oh yeah it took as you know it took me a long time to fully listen to that album i'm a little bit ashamed to say that but you know eventually i did finish it and it took a big weight off of my shoulders but um I did love, you know, I did love Tourniquet. Red Cold River is also a really great song. Um, by far, my favorite song has got to be Blood. I believe that uh, that song is towards like the end of the album. It's like track seven or eight. I can't remember quite, but I know it's towards the end. That song is like, it's really, really heavy. And I want to go back and listen to it again. But that that's probably my favorite song from that album. And probably still to this day, though, as much as I love the song Blood, my favorite song by Breaking Benjamin today still is probably still So Cold. Because you could just just sit around your room or you can, whether you're out on the road somewhere, you can put that song on and you, it'll literally just like keep your mind off things. Like if you're having a bad day, you can literally put that song on and you can literally just sit there and you can think. And, you know, it'll kind of take your stress away a little bit too. And that song, like, it's just stuck with me all these years. And I love every song by Breaking Benjamin because I've listened to a lot of their music. That song still today is probably, I have to keep that at the top of my list. With Blood being dire almost directly behind it. Uh, Diary of Jane was also a really good song too. I think that was probably the first song I ever heard by them. And that was like a long time ago. That was probably like 12 years ago. 11, 12 years ago. The lyrics on that song were just, they were crazy. I really want to go back and listen to all their work again. It's been a long time. Like a lot of bands that we've been talking about, you know, some, some of them I haven't listened to in a long time. I'm just going off your pure memory, but I really can't wait. And it's been two years since they released Ember, so hopefully maybe at the end of this year, possibly even early next year, 2021, they'll probably release a new record. I'm looking forward to it. And I promise it won't take me a long time to finish the album. <laughs> so uh, there's another thing I want to talk about. And it's a little story that I, I briefly told you about. I didn't tell you anything about it. But I told you it's just something that you need to hear. So <clears throat> a couple of days ago, I was reading this on an article that I found when I was just kind of scrolling through my Google and I was, it happened to pop up as one of the, as an article. So back in 2015, 
there was this band called Corolia or Carolia. Like I can't really announce like how their band actually is called, but they formed like in the late 2000s. It was like somewhere between 2008, maybe 2010, somewhere around there. But they didn't really get much going probably until like they started trying to do it back in 2015. This was five years ago. So you're going to find this crazy. So what happened was the band started a fundraiser and they they were taking money from the fans so they could try to build up funds so they could record their debut album. They raised $33,000 from their fans, apparently. And immediately after the fundraiser was gone, like after they ended the fundraiser, the band disappeared. And they didn't resurface again until just recently. And by recently, I mean like within the last week or two from when we're recording this. And the only reason that they resurfaced again was apparently there was a fake Facebook account that someone had made under a similar band name that apparently they had, you know, they had the rights to their own band name. And the reason they came out was because they were they were trying to out the apparently the person that made this Facebook page. And supposedly since 2016 they haven't provided any updates on this album. And a lot of people are very very pissed off. Like after we're done, you know, I'll, I'm gonna read you a few of the comments because I didn't I kind of didn't want to put them out right here on this on the podcast. But whenever we're done, I'll, I'll read you some of the comments. But I did read a few of them. Apparently, a lot of people aren't happy. So, before you go on, was this thing like a whole fraud from the original band? Or was it just someone acting as the band? It was It was just a troll, like an internet troll. And he managed to raise 33 No, the band raised the money. Yeah. And then right after they raised it, they disappeared. Yeah. Like... 2016 was the last time they even mentioned any an update on their album. So they just took the money? They took the money and they disappeared. And the band released a statement just recently. Uh, I'll have to go and look it up again. But they were kind of issuing an apology and stuff like that. And kind of explaining what's been going on. And apparently like someone from the group was, uh, I guess, had a falling out with the band, I guess, during the time this was going on or something like that. I'll have to go back and read it. But um, so... They pretty much had an internal conflict, apparently. And they issued an apology to the fans and everything and, you know, things like that. And a lot the fans just aren't having it, dude. They're, they're, the best thing I can say without having to really say word for word was there's no reason that you can take money from us when you're doing it for like a good cause, you know, to make, to make an album that for all of us to enjoy yeah, and then disappear and then show up out of nowhere years later. And you know, no one's, you haven't even offered to refund any of this money. If you weren't going to do anything with That's it, not even a good excuse about the whole internal conflict. Cause you could have just gotten a new member. Exactly. And you could have, cause they didn't even have any music release, right? Not so that they, I know they of. They could like, have gotten a new member and then produced something original with the money they raised. That, yeah. They were just trying to scam people. <laughs> That's crazy. And dude, so um, that troll that apparently was that made that account, 
he was identified as a metal producer from somewhere in Los Angeles. And he was also part of another band that was actually making music. And shortly after that he was outed as the, as this troll for this uh, Facebook page, he posted a comment that said, um, I can't say it word for word, but I think he said something like, I wasn't doing this just just to, you know, just to point out the shit that this band has done. That was just like a coincidence. But since I did find out this happened, if you if you like if you want music that isn't funded by money stolen by fans and come listen to us, I don't know what their band is. I'll have to go back and read it. But that's in a nutshell. That's literally what he said, like towards the end. What, like, was, what was the whole motive behind the troll, though? It was really just um, from what I read. It was kind of just kind of like a small little publicity stunt, I guess you could say. And the fact that the real band came out after years of not being active or saying anything about, you know, their album or the money that fans had donated. It was really just, you know, just for his his current band. I really need to see what band he was actually a part of, because apparently it says he was a metal producer. So he was producing. He was part of he's part of another band that's currently making music. But literally after all this happened, he literally said, yeah, that was just a coincidence. But on this, on that same note, if you want to hear a band who didn't steal money from their fans, then come listen to these guys. And he was kind of just talking shit about them. But what I don't understand is why would the band wait so long to bring that up? A lot of fans are like asking the same question, man. Like. If you, There's people saying, "Hey, when am I supposed to get? When are, when are you gonna refund us all the money that that's that's not there anymore? Like things like that." I'll have to. Sh- I'm gonna read you some of the comments after we're finished. But this blew my mind, dude. Like, I was disgusted by this. Like, as a like, I'm assuming they maybe made a couple of songs here and there just to get just so people could hear what they're like. But they've never made like a solid album. I guess you could say it's someone, someone on the lines of maybe an EP. But 30, 33,000 should be plenty. Yeah, that should that. have been more than enough. Especially you know? if it's a first album and they haven't even built a name for themselves. 33,000, they're probably going to like self-produce an album. You know? Yeah. They're probably just going to produce it themselves. It's not even going to be that great sound. And it's probably going to you know, need some time to work up to actually sounding good. Because you look at like... As I Lay Dying, you look at their earlier work, it didn't sound good, you know, when they first started out, but that's every band. Of course, their first album's not going to be the greatest sounding album, but to not even deliver a single song off of a new album, quote-unquote, like... Yeah, and that's $33,000 they just took from fans that were actually really supporting of them and that were trying to help them get their album made. So the fact that this happened... This really fucking blows my mind. I can't believe this band even still has a fan base, to be honest. I know, like, you would think I'm surprised after, they don't know. You would think after so many years that they just grow to be irrelevant, that no one would even bother checking up on them anymore. Yeah, like, even after they released their apology statement, like, fans don't even fucking care. Like, they, they don't, they have no respect for this band anymore. Like, I'm, they probably don't have any more fans by this point, by the time we're talking about this. Because I was reading a lot of comments, and everyone is 
pissed. Rightfully so. I mean, very, very pissed. All that money just pretty much went through their pockets. No refund. Not even an explanation. That's just that's pitiful of Dude, a man. And literally the next year, 2016. I'm assuming they did this some more towards like the end of maybe the middle or end of 2015. But 2016, which was the next year, was the last time they even provided even a small update about the album when it was coming along. And then after that, they disappeared. And no one heard from them up until just recently. And it's been four years. They better go into full detail explaining what the hell happened. They released a statement. Uh, I haven't fully read it, but I know that they I know that they had issued one. And I know they were apologizing about everything that's been going on. And they were kind of explaining their, their little, uh, you know, dispute with someone in the band or something like that. But I really wanted to, I really wanted to tell you about that. If I come, if I come across any more stories like this, I will be sure to write them down and tell you in case you don't hear about them, because this is the very first one. And I am honestly, I honestly can't believe this shit. (laughs) Like, dude, what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts on everything I just told you? That's just, that's crazy, man. That's unbelievable. (laughs) $33,000 and not even anything off of a new album. And they never they never issued anyone their money back. And I remember reading a comment from someone. So where so where supposedly is all our money we're supposed to be getting back that's not there anymore. Just things like that. Yeah, Everyone is pissed. Because if it was going towards a new album, and obviously the album didn't get made, it never got made. Apparently, I, as the far only, as I know, the only other explanation would be the band's pockets. <laughs> Oh my god, man! Like, th- I honestly can't express enough like how fucking horrified I am by this. I can't believe they're trying to play it off with the whole internal conflict thing. You just get a new member. <laughs> Some dispute, man. Like, th- yeah, and the fact that uh, the guy that was making the site, he was just a producer, and it was it wasn't his it wasn't even his intention to like get the band to come out of hiding. He was kind of just like, you know, he was kind of just doing his own thing almost. And the fact that it got the band to come out of hiding, it just kind of shows, you know, that they've been around, but they haven't been saying shit. Yeah. So that really shows a lot on their part. I think the only reason they came out to issue a statement was because people started cashing on because they're like, wait a minute, I don't remember this band. They screwed me over, you know? They took my fucking money (laughs) and it's been four years and I haven't heard shit from them. That's why I'm always hesitant on doing fundraisers and shit like that, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm afraid of something like this happening. Now, it's most likely very... The, the chance of it happening is probably slim. Especially, yeah. you know, when it's bands that we know. But, like, for unknown bands, I get why bands do this. But after this, I bet you a lot of people are going to be very, very skeptical about doing fundraisers like this for bands. Like right now, I was already hesitant about doing it if I ever wanted to do one. And now I'm definitely like on my guard now. Because this right here, $33,000 that they took from fans. Disappeared. No word for four years on the album. And they only came out just to just to kind of de- de-scam like a fake profile. That was never even intentional to bring them out of hiding. And the fact that they did come out and actually acknowledge this... Just shows that they've been around and they just haven't been saying anything. <laughs> this is just crazy, dude. Like, I, I know I've said that a lot now, but I just can't believe it. Because, you know, this isn't like something you can just sweep under the rug, you know? Yeah. This is serious. 
This is like $33,000 worth of money we're talking about here. So yeah, the band is called Corolia or something like that. I only I read the article about them a few days ago. And the first thing I saw on the on the article when it popped up when I was scrolling through my Google feed was band resurfaces after years of inactivity and fans are pissed. And I was like, uh, that, that could have been anything. So I clicked on it anyway, and I read the whole story right here of what I just read to you. And I was like, holy shit. I need to tell you about this. Because I'm sure you didn't read about it. And it's a band I've never heard of. So if I've never heard of it, there's a chance that you might not have heard of them. And you've never heard of them, right? Am I no, correct? Oh, no. Yeah, so... I wanted to share that with you. Uh, if I get more stories from topics like this, I'll be sure to write them down and start bringing them onto the podcast. We need to revisit this story if it ever gets an update. Yeah, I will do some more research on it. And maybe next episode, which is episode five... If I get any more new information, we'll be sure to share it with you guys, and I'll be sure to share it with you too. Uh, since you know the story now, I'll tell you beforehand before we do the next episode. Yeah. So whenever we do it, you know we can tell everyone together. So, with that being said, guys, we are going to go ahead and end episode four here of Music of Mass Destruction. We hope you guys all enjoyed. Uh, look forward to episode five next weekend. Uh, Amir, you got anything else to say before you leave? Okay. We hope you all enjoyed, and we'll see you guys in the next episode.